This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Thank God this isn't live. You know, you'd think doing a jingle is easy, but it is not. <laughs> the recording part, yes, but then the editing part, not yeah. so much. Yeah, that's um, why professional programs have editors. Exactly. Shout out to editors out there. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day. Anyways, welcome uh, to a nice February version of the show about nothing. We'll be talking about um, the gender confidence gap today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that is, you will hopefully know by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you hear laughing in the other microphone, my colleague and co-moderator Belen. Hi. Hello. <laughs> and the other laughing, that's me, uh, Marie. Um, I really like it when you say, it's me, Marie. It, it always reminds me of the Mario. Uh, it's me, Mario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. It has a nice tone to it. Yeah. Uh, How are the vibes today? Are we a little bit low or? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'd say like it's just a general vibe of this month, sort mm-hmm. of, you know, it, spring is very close. Mm. Like we're looking, we're counting the days to March and April when everything is defreezing and you have maybe chance for seeing some flowers. Uh, and the weather is just gray. So for all of you listening in Gothenburg or the Nordics, it's probably just very gray where you are too and it is kind of like a bit draining mm. but yeah the, the the vibes are stable i'd say stable stable <laughs> been <Yeah>. worse been better <laughs> it's just not not peaking to to the best or worst which which can be good as well yeah. i guess yeah well <laughs> let's let's uh, stay positive here uh, it's also uh since a long time Uh, maybe that's interesting to say for some of the listeners. Uh, we usually do live shows on, on weekends and you will be listening to this on a weekend if you're streaming it on the radio. Uh, but it's pre-recorded this time. So mm. it's also a little bit of a new feeling because usually we do mm. this on a Saturday, just, you know, half a weekend into relaxing. Mm. And today was just running from your day job and thesis preparations to yeah. the studio. So it, I feel this also contributes a little bit to the energies. Yeah. Of, But, you know, yeah. I think February would be the Tuesday <laughs> of the of the month. So and we're recording this on on a Tuesday. So that's good. It's Valentine's Day today, though. Oh, true. And I get to spend it with you. Yay! Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should probably uh, hack some music here so we get some time to think how we continue. But stick around if you want to hear us discussing about the gender confidence gap. And coming up for you is... Hippie. Hippie. Okay. By Aya Nakamura. She's French. That's right. why. <laughs> well, some hype for you. K103. Yes, of course. Lionel Richie loves us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say before starting that uh, Aya Nakamura is not French. She's from uh, Mali, but she's based in France. And possibly maybe France colonized Mali. So that's why she sings in French. I actually have very um, good music uh, associations to Mali, even though I've never been. And it's not that I'm, you know, purposefully only listening to music from Mali. But I think there was a, a movie coming out like a few years back, uh, which had 
beautiful film music which was uh, in Mali and around and they had a lot of local music culture and it was just oh, something nice. that sort of burned itself into my memory so mm-hmm. shout yeah. out to Mali um, I was just brainstorming a bit with Belen in uh, in the music break uh, we announced before that we will be talking about uh, gender confidence gaps today so basically the difference in confidence between Men versus women, and uh, being to apologies female. for staying in the in the binary, binary here. It's just for uh, purposes of making our lives easier. But hopefully one day we will bring over someone that is neither a man or a woman, and then we will expand our psyches. Yeah. Um, but basically today, um, Belen and me, we've said it in several shows before, but we are identifying females mm-hmm. so that's our opinion we're representing uh, as always it will be quite opinionated and yeah. I think for you to tune into who you're listening to and uh, where our I don't know thoughts are coming from today maybe a little catch up in the beginning is the thing to hmm. go first uh, so yeah what what's what's your life doing at the moment Belen um, wow well, I don't know I I feel like after the Christmas break when I really got to relax and then towards the end of the Christmas breaks like a few very weird unlucky things happen nothing major but like a few like you know when something uh, suboptimal happens and then another thing suboptimal is happening and then all of a sudden you're sitting there like but I was so relaxed and now I'm not relaxed anymore what happened so and now it feels like everything is sort of falling back into place hmm. But with the with the calm, the calm of everything is back into place. It lasted for like two seconds, and now it's about running again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm, I am, I have started writing my thesis, and I have found my supervisor, and I really like my supervisor, but she's very strict, and she's very demanding. So every time I do something it always needs redoing and working really hard on it and she always has like a million opinions a million comments sucks to receive my own medicine but here we are and uh, <laughs> I'm doing my thesis on endometriosis like life experience of endometriosis so I'm there's there's a lot of things that uh, I'm very excited about doing it because it uh, helps me to put my anger to good work mm-hmm, so the mm-hmm. anger that I feel towards the gender gap in medicine is also helping me write this thesis shout out to anger motivation but it's, still it's a thing yeah I mean yeah. I think I wouldn't have reached the end of my thesis which was on an entirely different topic without anger motivation so <laughs> yeah. real. so yeah and it's nice to to feel um, uh, an emotion that hasn't been allowed to feel for women in so long. Do you so. want to plug a little ad for people living in Sweden yeah. concerning your thesis? Yeah, maybe I should do that. Let me plug myself. I need to interview women that have been diagnosed with endometriosis about their life experience with it. So you really, there's nothing that you need to know. You just have to tell me how it's been for you. And then I will analyze your answers we yep but also uh, like just for all of you that haven't heard the word endometriosis it's a a very painful 
periods because you have a uterus lining growing in places where it's not your uterus. So you should yes. be uh, looking things up if you are suffering extreme pains. Yeah, it's not only uh, period pain that is very hardcore, but it's uh, there are so many complications that come with that pelvic area pain. And yeah, emotionally, it's a pain in the ass as well. It's a pain in the ass and emotionally, <laughs> we. <laughs> wow, I feel like I have to rename the title of my thesis. Endometriosis, a literally a pain in the ass. Anyway, how have you been doing, Marie? What's life mm. looking like at the moment for you? Sometimes it almost feels like, you know, saying thanks for asking. I think, as I said before, like vibes are sort of stable. I have been working for my previous job for uh, exactly two years now, a little bit longer even. And I already decided a few weeks back that I'm kind of looking for new endeavors. So I'm on the search for finding my new project <laughs> job, you know, paying position. Um, and since I've been jet setting around the European job market quite a lot in the last uh, two years, I am now looking a little bit into finding something that might be still related to international work, but a placed a bit more in front of my doors, mm -hmm. meaning right now, Sweden and the West Coast, um, more precisely Gothenburg. <laughs> yeah, so if you need a communicator, not, let me know. She does not want to live in Udevala, okay? Um, she wants to stay in yeah, Gothenburg. Probably not. Um, sorry, Udevala people. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I'm. that's kind of the thing. And, and I feel the state of the world is uh, rather depressing right now probably always is but sometimes you just pay more attention to the negatives and maybe because I'm in this sort of looking for a new next step I'm sort of looking a lot at you know the internet and in the internet you also get uh, basically confronted with like all ongoing wars and like uh, Things, genocides, uh, horrible starvations, and so on, all over. You know, not only Free looking, Palestine. not only looking at Palestine, but there's a lot more problems uh, going on. And sometimes it just feels almost weird to, you know, have a job and and like your only problem is to sort of you have to find another one because you'd like to explore different things. Mm -hmm. But then you have to remind yourself as well that. Um, It doesn't really matter, like the the parallel existing of all these different versions of life in all these different places of the world don't really like necessarily limit each other. So it's okay to have to fulfill your daily task list mm. uh, while other people are going through horrible sufferings. But sometimes that is mentally difficult for me. So I think yeah. that's a little bit where I'm at. I think at. that's very okay. Like, I think it's very okay to feel a little bit perspective purpose purposeless i don't know if that's a word i'm sorry like to feel like your your endeavors have little purpose because you're looking at how the world looks in your life but how am i going to go on with my day knowing that there's people that are suffering through this that's completely inhumane so it's a bit difficult and i think you sh we should feel a little bit guilty i don't think that's a bad thing i think guilty I don't know if it helps Sorry, anyone. Sorry, I'm Catholic. No, I, I think guilty is not not what would help anyone, not even your yourself. But I think what is important, or what's also okay to do, if you in, express your concerns and your empathy and your feeling with other people, that's something that makes you human. And if you express that, of course, if you share something on your Instagram story, maybe people get informed. But it's not changing anything. But it's 
it's okay because you express with that that you are c concerned about something and i think sometimes that that's you know the least we can do to show that something in our eyes is just not normal and not mm. okay and uh, yeah but i think we're drifting a little bit yep. into the depressive uh, parts of the world <laughs> and existence <laughs> one of the things that got us to the topic for today which is the the gender confidence gap is that when i was looking at several job ads i was you know scanning the qualifications list that are um, asked of you and then i was always thinking that oh my god despite having finished school four years ago now and mm. having a lot of experience i still don't feel that i'm enough yeah. <laughs> so i'm not having the the ken syndrome <laughs> i am maybe suffering under the so-called imposter feels of always feeling that you you should know more in order to be eligible mm. and that kind of sparked the idea that we should look into mm. is there possibly more women that are feeling like this uh, can one generalize and say that men are generally mm. more confident when it comes to job applications and so on mm. and um, without spoiling much more mm. maybe we can uh, go into the next song and discuss it yeah. afterwards but that's that's what kept us thinking like we you entered linkedin and you see people that you know selling themselves in a way that makes you go hmm i know this and person like <laughs> i know this i know this man and i know that he's not an expert in anything that he's saying he's an expert in how does he have the nerve to claim that he's an expert, you know? And then us being the bitchy, opinionated women that we are, we started going back and forth. Oh my God, what is this? And then we, we decided to look into it a little bit more. And now we are getting a radio, an hour of radio out of it, you know? The show about nothing. <laughs> on Mixcloud, K103. Uh, <laughs> and uh, on Spotify and wherever you find your podcasts. I always love saying that because I think they say that on BBC podcasts. And I, I just, I like feeling professional. Mm. Uh, since we're talking about being professional women oh, in yeah. the in the job market, trying to sell ourselves, trying to let us um, apply for jobs and so on. Uh, so we realized that men appear to be so much more confident when they are um, posting about their professional abilities and so on. So we decided to go into Google Mm -hmm. which is a great uh, tool. If if you guys don't know it, you should definitely get into it. Google, that's great. Um, and we found, uh, well, Marie found, I don't want to take credit for this, an article from 1999 already that says that uh, adolescent girls already show lower self-esteem and a negative assessment of their abilities, both mental and physical. So already from adolescence, we start showing what will later be coined as the imposter syndrome. Like, we are hardcore towards ourselves. Then in this article, um, I'm paraphrasing here, so these are not my own thoughts, they're from the article. Maybe we can share it in the show notes, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, it says that men overestimate their performance uh, and their abilities, whereas women underestimate both. And even when they can produce uh, a work that is of the same quality and at the same level as men do, 
And also when it comes to then this whole thing that is already brewing in during teenage years, it uh, translates into the fact that men apply for promotions that only for which they only fulfill 60% of the requirements. Uh, they think, well, whatever, why not? And But women only apply to those pro, uh, positions in which they feel like they are qualified for 100% uh of the job requirements mm, I think and that is what it's called the gender confidence gap we're basically bombarded since we are girls to so like keep our heads down and so on i think it's very important to say that obviously like right now we are referring to an article i think it's from 2021 we'll share it it was published on forbes um but yeah i, I just put the link in the notes um But like obviously it doesn't apply to everyone when we're saying women or men, but it applies to a majority because that's you know how you get yeah. data for these type of articles. If and we don't generalize, we don't do. Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, I just wanted episode. to <laughs> say that again because I do think that I and that says also here in a part of the article that obviously there is men that men are not free from doubt. Like men also doubt their abilities. The only difference to women is that men are not as likely as women to act according to their doubts. So they might mm. doubt themselves, but then they are just boldly moving forward anyways, while a woman will let the doubt stop herself. Mm. And so here it says what doomed them was not the actual ability, but rather th the decision not to even try based on the doubts you will encountering mm. earlier. And I think that that's definitely applying to me. Like I've mm. been finding and I have like we all have, uh, you know, we all contain multitudes and I do definitely have like several personalities and I can have them have conversations with each other as crazy as this sounds. But, you know, I tell myself, Marie, you are qualified. You have all these skills. You are definitely worthy of trying to get this job but then when I actually sit down and I have to do it I will have this massively loud voice that's but do you really like can mm. you really what if they actually will ask you about mm. these things you will say that you know what if you can't prove it that's like you know this very unlikely scenario that this will actually happen will stop me from moving forward and I think I mean, I'm I'm aware of how limiting this is and how stupid it is, but it does take a lot of emotional or like mental effort to hmm. to just get this out of the way, which has been probably one of the biggest challenges in mm -hmm. the last weeks of a plague. To I jobs. really, I really do think that's the seed of imposter syndrome, actually. And mm. I think I don't remember the study now, but I think I saw it somewhere that uh, women suffer from this so-called imposter syndrome much more than men, even though that now it has become like uh, like a part of those therapy ways of talking. And sometimes people just name imposter syndrome so quickly that it has lost a little bit of its meaning. But I think it is a, a real thing. Like mm. when, when you receive a compliment and you're like, nah, but it's not that great. Like it starts there. It's, it, it's like the seed, the seed is in very simple things. But I was thinking here that uh, the way that men take action independently of how doubtful they're feeling, I think um, it's really embedded in that sort of Uh, confidence they have in the system and this confidence because I think the confidence is not only how you've been treated at home but it's also like the the um, 
the messages you are receiving from society mm. and generally society values everything that's masculine over what's feminine and men feel like whatever they do they're going to be backed up by society even men that have been so-called cancelled like in a few in if they keep their heads down low for a little bit they can come back to their jobs i'd like to i'd like to jump in there um a little bit uh to something you said before, the cancelling uh, people, uh, which is basically that I, I sometimes don't even think that men are consciously thinking that whatever I do, I will be backed up by society. It's the lack of criticism they mm. have experienced. So like without blaming them, so it's not that they are, you know, going around thinking that whatever I do, it will be fine. Hmm. Uh, because I do think that a lot of people have doubts. But the thing is, they are not having the actual experience that we all went through early. And that's what I want to ask you, because there's multiple scenarios for every woman mm. I have in the circles around me but is there like can you can you mention one uh, example related to like knowledge or professionalism where you have early on in your life sort of received a feedback or a criticism that has you know burned itself so much in that you felt like okay now I'm acting differently based on that if you need oh, wow. a moment to think, I might, but it's it's. Um, I also wanted to talk about that sort of scrutiny that women are subjected to. Like, it comes from everywhere in our society, and I mean, yeah, I've talked about this in the in the show before. I suffer from hardcore performance anxiety. Mm. Like, I have this. I am so harsh towards myself that sometimes I get paralyzed and I cannot even act from all the doubt mm. that I have and from all the lack of confidence that I have. So I think I'm particularly sensitive. I'm very, very sensitive to criticism. I Because I myself, doesn't matter what anyone has told me, I have said worse things to myself already. So it's like the confirmation, the self-fulfilling prophecy of mm. what I already think about myself. When someone yeah. else voices it, I, it it really pushes me down, but I cannot really think of any. I have one very classic yeah, scenario that maybe many of us have experienced. It was the like, high, you know, early high school. You're you're an early team, like thirteen, fourteen, and your brain is spiking with hormones, whatever gender you have. And then you have to do like physics and chemistry and math classes and natural sciences. And it, it, it wasn't my thing. Maybe that's gender stereotypical as well. But the fact that my math teacher back then in seventh grade decided to comment on my bad grades, explaining them by me being female and like oh, wow. women are, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's like, you know, you're just that's don't insane. worry, Marie, you're just like many other girls as well. You just your brain isn't made for that. And <sighs> even if I knew that it was total bullshit already back then you are so insecure because you're so young wow. and you start thinking every mistake you make after that you think but what if he is right somehow about it what if I'm just not so that's definitely something I mean I chose a career completely unrelated to na nature sciences later uh, therefore I'm a communicator now and I love it um, but I do have this thing that like even today now I live with my boyfriend he's an engineer he's very good with numbers and math and everything and mm. when we have to do something even if it's simple math I always feel like I should double check and I should ask him because I don't trust myself as much and I think the seed for that has been planted when mm. I was in that math oh, class clearly. That's, I mean when it comes to choosing a career I think I went 
the other way around. I would like if I think about it now, I think I would have done something deep in humanities because that's like the more the more I try to redirect my career, the more the closer I go to humanities and social sciences. And I think I I chose a career in natural science and I want I wanted to study medicine when I go, was in high school because I was good at it. Like mm. and it required some effort for me to sit down and do it. So I valued that more than things that were n- that I was naturally good at. Because I like thought a good challenge. Yeah, because no, but if I thought that I was naturally good at then they had no value. Yeah, I get it. Because But that's how also very much capitalistic, like you yeah, know, like you uh, deserve things when you hard work for them. Yeah, that is al- and it's also not true meritocracy doesn't exist but I think that's a really good note that we can leave this on we will pick it up after a little uh, song I think we can we can play bad bad not good take what's given because I think that is a very not not ambitious kind of sentiment and uh, lately I've been against being ambitious so here we go take what's given We are the show about nothing, talking about gender gap in confidence, men. Gender I, confidence yes, gap. That's it. <laughs> we have Belen and Marie in the studio, and just before a lovely song, mm-hmm. we have been um, kind of discovering a little bit more about how society and the capitalist system. Yeah. Affects they women's prey, insecurities. Uh, they, they prey on women's insecurity. Basically, they take advantage of it. Like the whole, the whole bombarding of uh, and the whole system that scrutinizes women in such a cruel and savage way. I would say even it's like it's um, allowed because it it is profitable for a capitalistic system. Sorry, bringing up capitalism again. My my <laughs> classmates, my classmates thought it was really funny because every time there was a problem in class, I'm studying public health, so we look at a at many like social issues, and I'm always like shooting my hand up. Yes, but with capitalism, like mm, there's no other way that this could happen, right? And the teachers would like roll their eyes at me, like yes, but you have to look f- beyond capitalism. And I will always think to myself, but how? Everything that we do is affected by it. But anyway, hmm. forgive me for digressing. Um, I really do think that capitalism is a very it's run very smoothly because it always takes advantage of whatever um, insecurity that women have because if if women dedicate themselves to doing what has traditionally been considered as their job and we don't pay them for it then it's basically free labor and what doesn't capitalism love more than free labor <laughs> i don't know like people doing work without having to pay them they I love think it like when you're on the receiving end <laughs> re- like free labor is a great thing but mm-hmm. when you are the one actually performing <laughs> that work then it sucks <laughs> yeah so i think um the way we're insecure uh, was tried to to be flipped around by capitalism by starting something that I have named here girl bossing like uh, mm-hmm. in the 2010s or so this was very popular being like this sort of image uh, which makes uh, women think that they can have it all 
like they can be uh, feminine and they can have a family and they can also be CEOs and if and I put in double the work yes yeah <laughs> but that is that is a whole thing so that is also like making basically it's telling women to behave like men in the in the job market or in their job places without losing what makes them female which is birthing babies i don't i don't think this i think this is sort of what the system mm. is trying to tell us and then i think that also plays into our insecurity because we feel like now our our uh, role in society is to do everything is to have a career at the same time as we raise a family at the same time as we're good cooks at the same time as we uh, go to the gym stay fit um <coughs> keep the house clean and do all these things we like now we have an extra um bit of work that we need to do and we need to do perfectly because if we drop one of the balls that we're juggling then all the all the vultures are coming for us it feels like so it's it's like another box in which to put women in and another area uh, in which criticizing women becomes very mm. profitable for the system because instead of thinking hey maybe they're asking a bit much from me because we have all this internalized criticism we're going to be like oh yeah i'm not good enough i must apply myself i must But do more to be fair like i agree that it definitely still is like this and we are we have a lot to cover to develop if we want to reach actual equality mm -hmm. but i do think especially now because you also dropped like the the 2010s mm -hmm. like we have advanced a little bit mm -hmm. since then and i think that there is a movement of couples parents men that are sort of trying to strive more for like an equal model where you maybe co-parent 50-50 and mm. you also adjust your works which means that mm. you know your works need to provide you those opportunities which like obviously not not half yeah. as bad as it often is for women but i think also it's sometimes like n maybe employers bosses are not necessarily meeting the needs of men in that sense that they are like but i want to now stay home not only like the parental leave but like more mm -hmm. and so on so i think like we are actually uh talking now as a western european living in sweden which is like i think a country that is when it comes to sort of like uh, granting equal rights to parents mm. when it comes to like sort of like in the job market I think it is like steps ahead of other countries in Europe for sure yeah but then there's also in the um, in in the job market when there's a woman that is child free yeah Uh, sometimes it feels like, oh, but why should she have so many holidays if she doesn't have children to take care of and stuff like that? So there's also discrimination on that side. I'm not talking about... In fact, I'm talking about my own job, you know, because my boss, because she has children, she leaves every day at three and I have to close every day and I have to stay there until 7.30. Is this fair? I don't think so. I don't have children, but, but that's I why have you a life. graduate <laughs> and leave <laughs> and then work a job where you have different working times and options. No, but I, I was, I also wanted to talk about this, this uh, thing about confidence in the workplace because uh, when you, 
you Google a little bit and then you go through like lists of things that you can do in order to improve your confidence at work and your confidence in your ability. And it's basically, it's in short, behave like a man. And I just wanted to drop a few lines about this uh, because I, why? Like, why? <laughs> I just, I'm really tired of this whole binary, like, everything that is feminine will put you behind in, in your job career, your professional career, and everything that's manly will propel you forward. Mm. Like, this is the kind of message that um, that I think we're receiving in general in in society. Like, when you dress for going to your office work, don't dress like a toddler uh, in bright colors, but also don't dress too attractive, but don't dress too unattractive. But, and I, and I feel that, Mm, you even have to like invest in buying office clothes and stuff but it's not only how you present it's how you behave it's the difference between being bossy and being assertive it's all these things that all like they're telling you behave like a man then when you behave like a man they're criticizing you for being too too mm, aggressive or too out of line so my proposition towards this is just why does the the career world have to has half has have half to be so um masculine and why does the masculine have to be better we could create job and envi- work environments in which feminine traits are also appreciated it's actually really interesting because i'm currently working for the for a department of the education ministry of the republic of estonia interesting story but um, go estonia They are an extremely small country, um, maybe in many digital ways, very advanced. But what's interesting is that despite them being sort of like a former Soviet controlled country as well, they are extremely progressive when it comes to, you know, like what you're describing right now. Mm -hmm. I don't experience, I feel in my work context, we have a lot of women in the team. It's like Mm -hmm. educational work. So I feel that's often also a field where there's maybe a lot of Mm -hmm. women. But then like I have my main boss is uh, uh, female. She's a woman. She's been working there for and like she has brought this very like feminine spirit Mm -hmm. into the um, work environment. And I feel that a lot of sort of like needs, um, challenges and things that maybe preliminary female people in society experience are very much understood and you're receiving the support. So I've um, despite me looking for a new job right now, which is based on different reasons, I have uh, encountered and learned a very positive sort of like work climate there when it comes to like sort of the way you have to act the gender or something and that's I think something I will take with me and most likely encounter something else Mm. in the next job and it will be more frustrating but I actually uh, want to also get a little bit back to this article which is related to the how you have to act because um independently from what people ask of you or what's the climate in your current workplace uh, they have a list of Uh, tips and recommendations how you can overcome your lack of confidence (laughs) and a lot of the things we sort of like touched upon now in the context of the workplace 
is recommending you to, you know, adjust your mindset, adjust your dressing and grooming. How is your overall manner and like how do, is your diction? How do you speak and what's your communication practice? And all of the things that I read there, like in the mindset part, for example, like focus on your strengths and achievement, radiate optimism. Ugh. People are attracted to those who are perceived as warm. And like I feel all of these things are so like so forward aggressive something like you know when it comes to posture like walk strong make a strong impact strong is the thing that's often associated with men and that's exactly what mm. you've been saying like mm. why do we have to why are the male qualities the ones that are male, seemingly unquote, more yeah. yeah exactly like we have a lot of air quotation marks here but mm. why is strong mm. perceived mm. better why is yeah. loud perceived better Yeah, and I think there's also and sweetness and yeah. being caring and being vulnerable and all those things. I always, I always feel like I am not taken very seriously because I do dress many times as a gigantic toddler. The worse the weather, the more bright colors I like to wear, and so on and so forth. And I feel like people, when they look at me, they never expect me to be smart, and they never expect expect me to have opinions about complicated topics or reflections or whatever you name it and you know what I lately before I used to be mad about this and now I just double down I like to surprise them when <laughs> when they least expect it I'm like bam very advanced thoughts now yeah, you deal with it this is so interesting actually like maybe we should we should put some of these in the notes of this yeah. episode as well so you can you know get some tips on okay, how to put be it, super put confident. it on the Instagram uh, yep. um, I actually yeah we, we have um, like 15 minutes left to discuss but I think we should play a yeah. song so I'm giving you dollar dollar bill no dollar bill bar sorry dollar bill bar yeah coming by up by Sierra Farrell vibes here with uh, <laughs> the bar. but we have to get back to some important thoughts we still want to share before we run Ooh, out of time exactly before we run out of time <laughs> at the dollar bill bar <laughs> southern <laughs> dolly pardon uh, I am really sorry about that <laughs> I don't think we have any southern uh, American people no southern US southern people from the United States listening to us now but if I had just offended you Maybe you've earned it because you're racist. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about something that we talked about before. And I think this this could also double down as our tip of the day. Because I've been really reflecting in this whole overachieving. Um, women can do it all. Women can achieve whatever they want. They can be feminine and a CEO. And they can be all those things. And I just think that I really want to drop that ball because sometimes when you are doing it all and when you're achieving success it feels like you're representing the whole gender of women like the, the whole all of the women and if you get into the room where it happens and you fuck up and you don't achieve everything that you set yourself out for they're gonna look at you and have their expectations of women confirmed And then you, they will never let another woman in, even though there is a lot of diversity in the female gender. And I think, you know, I think having that, 
as a as a as a goal for us it's it's very difficult because we are living in a world in which being a woman makes everything a little bit more difficult uh and you have to hope over more fences and we and we are two white women right we don't even want to begin on other other intersectional issues that will make mm-hmm. your experience of life even harder so i just want to uh just ask of everyone to resignify the concept of being mediocre yep. of just being Ken off, you know, like in the the Barbie film. I watched the Barbie film and I was like thinking, yeah, I think the whole, the message of this film is just, why do you have to like try so hard at everything? They will put you down. Why not taking it easy and just flowing and having your job be beach or being content, not having to be constantly on on the go and constantly constantly achieving more, constantly proving them wrong. You don't have to prove them of anything. They've already made up their minds. So why don't you just try to just enjoy, <laughs> take what's given, I you also know, think and like, just yeah, be mediocre. I think mediocre is a very positive word. And if we, if we, sorry to cut you, but I That's have okay. to say this because I think it's smart. If we uh, assume that the the distribution of the population is normal, like the like a bell, where you have a few extremes and then very thin street uh, sides of it, and then most of the people are in the middle, Hmm. most of the people are close to the mean, then the probabilities of you being exceptional at what you do are really low. So just embrace it and do enough, do okay. Because that is really like, that's what counts and make yourself content. I think that I wanted to, perfectly said, I just wanted to add to this as well, that we are trying to prove people around us maybe our bosses maybe ourselves maybe like our, our inner judgeal, judging voices mm-hmm. uh, that we are able to do all of it always at the same time and then when we do we are super exhausted and we lean back and we think like yeah I did it all but like I think we as Belen said being mediocre is cool and it, we should stop over glorifying exhaustion because that's what we do as a society as well we 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 continue until we are in a burnout and we always think we should do more and I just recently had this discussion with a with a friend of mine as well um, when you sign a contract with your employer uh, it's so they are required by law to pay you for the work you do but it's also to protect you that you only work the time that you agreed upon in this mm. contract so all of these attitudes of I I define my identity so much through mm. my work so I'm willing to stay longer and work more. Fine that's a concept that exists but if you think about it it's just it's c- stupid. capitalism taking it's, advantage it's really of you. It's stupid. You should I mean you even if people will look at you weirdly if you leave straight at the minute at you know five when you work from 9 to 5 you're entitled to leave at five because you've literally si- signed a contract that says you owe your employer a certain amount of work. And sure, there will be weeks where it's exceptional it, because you have a lot to do. And if you but stay, yeah. you're only helping the rich getting richer. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> stay a rebel. What <laughs> work is only the point? 40 if you hours. only oh, yes. work what you have signed to work, don't don't listen to them saying, but oh, be ambitious. No. 
this is what you have agreed on and you're not making yourself any richer, I don't think. So just think about that next time you get a bombastic side eye from your overachiever co-worker. They don't know how to enjoy life. So <laughs> just think about that. And uh, we want to end on a positive note yeah. because it turns out that the gender confidence gap evens out over time over time so and when in the mid-20s women and men are quite different in their confidence um, at the middle or like the end of our careers when we are in our 60s uh, it's basically the same so that shows that women are actually gaining confidence or men maybe maybe male dropping but I would say women gain mm. and it's not that women gain it's that men realize that they are not as extraordinary <laughs> and women realize that they are actually much more worthy than what the world has telling has been telling them so yeah it's just it's just things going back to the place where they should be but we have run out of time yes so we would like to thank you for listening if you got to this point we hope you did I think uh, our ramblings our ramblings are so therapeutic for me. So thank you so much, Marie, for <laughs> for letting Anytime. letting me participate in therapy, even though I don't have money for it. And um, yeah, um, thank follow you. Us at, uh, follow us show at follow us at nothing underscore k one o three. There we go. And just thank you for being there all these years. We really appreciate you. And we're going to leave on uh, a very nice song by Nia Archives, which is called Crowded Rooms. And I hope you crowd the room with your mediocrity, which we have uh, decided that is the best term right now. Let's all be Kenoff. Let's all be mediocre and enjoy life. Bye. Bye. Mic drop. <laughs> You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.